And I said, I will show you prophetically from the beginning how God has instituted these facts. Um, to come to pass. And you begin to understand what the will and the agenda of God is for your life. So we will be dealing with this matter slowly by slowly. Isaiah 65 from verse 1. It is a prophecy about Christ and the kingdom of Christ. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And we said when this revelation comes upon you, you begin to shift. Many people pray wrong prayers, inaccurate prayers. They live inaccurate lives because they really don't understand the, the word of prophecy. Praise be to the name of the Lord. And we've been raised in such a way that our interpretation about the future is not accurate. What we say, the study of the last things, eschatology, that's the Greek word. What will happen in the future? What will be there when we are talking about the Son of Man coming the second time, the second coming of Jesus on earth physically? What does it mean? What does the coming of the Lord mean? And so our attitude and our understanding towards these matters, glory be to the name of the Lord, will in actual sense determine how we live our lives today. There are two things that are very important. Number one, how you enter the kingdom and your understanding about the culmination of the kingdom of God. Those two things are very vital because they inform how you walk your Christian journey, whether victorious or defeated or confused or in darkness. And if the devil has to do an injustice in a believer, is to confuse them on their entry point, and that one we have been sorting very uh, greatly and very intensely in the last few months, but also confuse you on your, what we are looking, on your hope. Praise be to the name of the Lord. And you see the doctrines of Christ in Hebrews chapter 6 are based on those two things. Your entry point, when you read Hebrews chapter 6, and your ending point. Are we together? So matters to do the second coming, the judgment, and all those things. When you see, the Bible says, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Isaiah is prophesying and talking about the reign of Jesus Christ. Are we together? And whatever you read after that, prosperity, long life, security, the rule of peace, what you'll be reading there, where a wolf cannot eat a cow or a sheep. All those things are to be actualized during the reign of Christ. Unfortunately, many of us have had the wrong understanding of the second coming of Christ, of the reign of Christ, of the rule of Christ. And so we don't realize what benefits we have in Christ Jesus as from now. 
That's why Paul prays for the people of Ephesians and say that you may understand the hope of our calling. You may be enlightened. Because you may be very zealous, but with zeal that has no knowledge. And I have come to understand that in all you're getting, get understanding. You'd rather be slow to do some things until you get to understand. Because you only draw benefits from those things when you gain understanding. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can hear amen here. Are we together or you are elsewhere? Hallelujah. So, yesterday we began by talking about this verse is talking about the fulfillment of the prophecy. And we were able to see that Christ is not coming very soon as we thought. Because there are things that must begin to happen and that must happen so that Christ will come. Are we together? And we talked about that. I don't want to belabor. You can go back to the podcast. Yajan, it's already sent to your groups so that you may hear what we are talking about. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We also alluded to the fact that there will be no secret rapture. We also said that the church is not looking forward for a defeated future. Things will not be so bad for the believer. Things will be so good. Because Jesus is reigning already. And he is subduing kingdoms and authorities and powers and dominions over him. Under him. Actually, this morning as I was praying, I got an impression in my spirit. As if the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and telling me, every challenge you face in this dispensation of the new covenant of Jesus Christ on earth, ruling in heaven and on the matters on earth. It is an opportunity to subdue the enemies of Christ. Glory be to the name of the Lord. It is an enemy to manifest God's, it's an opportunity to manifest God's victory and Christ's victory over his enemies. So the challenges we face we should approach them with a lot of optimism because Jesus is counting on us. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Jesus is counting on us to subject these things under his rule and under his authority. So how should we be able to approach situations when they come, even such pandemics as this, with great optimism at the place of prayer, knowing that Jesus reigns over these matters until we receive his answer. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Knowing that he has already overcome the world. That's why he said, in this world you'll encounter many troubles, but be of, of good cheer. For what? I have overcome the world. So, that's why Paul keeps on saying, and also, James, Paul says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. James says, uh, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials. Why? It is an opportunity to prove that Jesus has overcome every evil, has overcome the kingdoms, the powers, the principalities, and the forces of every evil. Now today, we are going to go where the story begins. 
Hallelujah. Where the story begins. Now, the Jews have been captured and they are in exile in Babylon. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tukopamoja. Yes. I'm telling you, your prayers will shift. Your life will shift. When you understand this, you come to a place whereby now you can begin to see the Lord at another level with another revelation. Glory be to the name of the Lord. The Jews are now in exile in Babylon. I want you to see that picture. How many of us know that the Jews went to Babylon? <laughs> they were captured. The kingdom and Jerusalem was destroyed. And who are some of the key figures in Babylon? Daniel, who else? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Who are some of the prophets who are prophesying during that season? Who? Some of the prophets who are there, who are prophesying, not necessarily in Babylon. We know Isaiah was in Babylon. Who, who, who others were in Babylon? Jeremiah was not in Babylon. Jeremiah was left. He was actually told to buy a field. <laughs> you need to be reading your Bibles. Not always on Facebook and Twitter. May you promise me that in this season, you will take time to read your Bible. And I want you to read three major texts. If you can, even if you are not understanding, ask God for understanding. And we will be discussing those things here. Read the book of Daniel. Read the book of Isaiah. Read Matthew chapter 23 all the way to 25. And read the book of Revelation. If you didn't have a reading plan, now I've given you one. That will help you in your prayers this season. Let's go to Daniel chapter number 9. Daniel chapter number 9. We begin from there. Oh, hallelujah. May the Lord give us revelation of himself. When we start appreciating this fact, our lives will change. Are we there in Daniel chapter 9? Verse number 1. Can we read all of us together one to go? In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a mid by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, what happened? In the first year of his reign, Daniel, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures. I like people reading the scriptures out loud because as you read, you release the spirit of the writer of the scripture. And that is the Holy Spirit. One way to unleash the Holy Spirit in an atmosphere, it is to read the scriptures aloud. Are we together? Because whatever you read, you release the spirit of what wrote that text. That's how enchanters, astrologers, and witch doctors release vexes against the believers by reading their texts. Do you know they also have writings and recitations? Do you know how the Muslims take over the cities? 
by consistently reciting their Quran. When did you read the scripture aloud? And we tell people in the church, read the scripture aloud. They don't understand. It is not to punish you. <laughs> it is so that you may release the Holy Ghost. When the Bible says scripture is God-breathed. So how do you release the breath, of, the breath of God? By speaking that scripture. In that situation. Anytime you're in prayer and you're reading the scripture and releasing it. You're releasing the spirit of God. So from today when you're reading the scripture, don't read slowly. Are we together? Don't read with a, not slowly, sorry, with a low tone. Read loudly. Can we read all of us together one to go? In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures according to the word of the Lord given to Jerusalem, uh, to Jeremiah, the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last for 70 years. So, so this is my topic, eh? That their exile should last for 70 years. He inquired the words of prophet Jeremiah. Which words are these? Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 25, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11. Walk with me. Uh, Jeremiah 25, verse 11. The Bible says, can you read together with me? This whole country will become a desolate wasteland and these nations will serve the king of Babylon for how many years? From 70, for 70 years. Now, there is another one. Jeremiah 29, verse 1. What does it say? Jeremiah 29 verse 1. These are the, the prophetic words that Jeremiah began, sorry, Daniel began to interact with. Can we read all of us together one to go? This is a text of the letter that prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Continue. Loudly, I can't hear you. He entrusted the letter to who? Okay, let's go to verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they do. What? They produce, marry, and have daughters. Find wives for your sons. Aha, uh -huh. let's go to verse number 10. What does verse number 10 say? This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. So these are the things that Jeremiah began to interact with. No, sorry, Daniel. Began to do what? To interact with. And this is what caused him to come to the place of prayer. In this season, may you begin to interact with scriptures that will cause you to begin praying accurately. I'm saying may you begin to interact with scriptures that will cause you to begin praying accurately. 
Now let's go to Daniel chapter number 20. When Daniel was still praying those prayers, chapter number 9, verse number 20. Chapter number 9, verse number 20. As Daniel was praying those prayers, what happened next? Glory to Jesus. Can we read all of us together? Want to go? While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy heal. Uh -huh. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. I pray in the name of Jesus. As you're praying as a result of the prophetic understanding you're going to receive in this season. And as you're coming to this evening fellowship, may the angel or the messengers of God begin appearing to you in swift flight in Jesus' mighty name. What I'm bringing to you is an understanding. And may God send his angels to make things clearer to you. And may Jesus be clearer to you in Jesus' mighty name. Continue. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have come to give you insight and understanding. Oh my God. This is a prayer you have just made. May God come. Hallelujah. And bring insight and understanding concerning what we ought to do in our time and day. May this prayers not be in vain. I'm saying may this prayers not be in vain. When we are gathered here, when we are at home, and I'm weeping and crying for the people that are not here. Because God is going to do something very tremendous. But I pray that they will not be cut off. In Jesus mighty name. Encourage your friend. You know how you encourage your friend. Encourage them to come. Remind them to come. Tell them to meet you here. In Jesus mighty name. Let's continue. Hallelujah. As soon as you began to pray. An answer was given. Which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. You know, this, 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 this word highly esteemed is used of another person. Other versions will say highly beloved or beloved. Other versions will say highly favored. This highly esteemed was used for Mary, the mother of Jesus. It is used four times. Four times, it's, three times it's used for Daniel. One time is used for Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's something that happens when the Lord esteems you. And we are seeing how Daniel came to God's favor. To seek out the scriptures and to pray according to the prophetic word. He won the favor of God. And an understanding was brought to him. It is the favor of God when you receive some understanding concerning some matters. May that favor be your portion in Jesus' name. So the angel was coming here to give Daniel a clear understanding. So this is not a complex thing. But this is something that was meant for Daniel to understand. And also you, you will understand. Because many people have been confused here because of these matters. But this confusion will be removed in Jesus' mighty name. Can we continue reading? Therefore, consider the message 
and understand the vision. Let's read on. Want to go? 70. I want you now to read slowly. Are we together? Now, want to go? 70 sevens, and the sevens is in what? Is in quotes, meaning that it has a hidden meaning. It is not just sevens. So, can we read one to go? Seventy sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish what? Transgression, to put an end to sin. Let's count the things that are there. One to go? To finish transgression. Number two, to put an end to sin. Number three, to atone for wickedness. Number four, to bring in everlasting righteousness. Number five, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy place. How many things are those? Six. Are they six things? One, two, three, four, five, uh, and then six. So those six things are supposed to happen within 77. Are we together? Nilisema roho ya utondoo itatoka kwa kanisa. Injiri ya pokea iko na mahali pake. Lakini huu msimu wa maombi tunataka maombi yako yakuwe accurate. Hallelujah. 77s are decreed. Let's continue reading. So those six things should happen between the period of 77s. And we are going to see what 77s mean. Aha. Let's continue reading one to go. Know and understand this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler comes there, will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. Now, how many sevens, how many groups of sevens are those? Seven, seven, and sixty-two sevens? Those are sixty-nine sevens. You're understanding? I hope you are not confused. Pokea neema ya kushika maandiko. Unajua muna tafutaga maali, the Lord will bless you, you too. Hizi zikianza kuingia unalala. Unasoma maandiko unalala. Nani shetani kwa sababu wa utaki uelewe hizi maneno. Yeukia jirani kama muambia kama ulielewa mall concept. Eh, kama ulishika mall concept. Na binomial nomenclature. Lazima ushike hii. Shetani ya sikudanganya. Banaeza suye sana. Na organic chemistry. Eh? CH na H na saturated bonds na unsaturated na ulizishika hata hii utashika hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord all scripture is god breathed and it is profitable for you so this one is very profitable aha then let's continue reading it will be rebuilt with streets and a trench but in times of what Times of trouble. Let's read the last verse, 27. After 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city 
and what? And the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end and the desolations have been decreed. Let's continue. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. There's a little bit wrong of a translation. You can be looking for HCSB for this very verse. For this very verse. It will help us to understand better. Now let's go back to verse 24. We begin now dissecting. Let me use Pastor T's words. Dissecting. That's what he says. <laughs> Good. Let's begin understanding. So, how many sevens? Seventy sevens. Now, in Bible prophecy, there is a rule called the rule of the week. The rule of what? Of the week. So other versions, who has a Bible that is saying 70 weeks? Cindy, some versions are saying 70 what? 70 weeks. So, Daniel is praying about 70 years are over. Cindy, are we together? He's praying about 70 years are over. Now God, I sense it's time for us to be released. Hallelujah. And because he has set himself to understand the scripture and to pray for prophetically, God sends his angel to give him insight not only of what Jeremiah had written, are we together, but of the years to come. So God in this case is not even concerned about the fulfilled prophecy of them leaving the exile. That has already come and Daniel has understood. God has seen Daniel having come to a place of understanding about the end of their exile and because Daniel has come to that understanding he finds him faithful to entrust him with the next prophetic agenda. The moment you gain understanding of your prophetic season. God opens you up. To the next season. You must begin to understand this. Somebody must begin to understand this. Unless you understand. Where you stand prophetically now. It will be very hard for God. To open new revelations. And new frontiers for you. Now Daniel has come to understand. Through scripture. What Jeremiah had prophesied. That it is coming to fulfillment. And as he is praying and travailing. For the actualization. And the bathing of this season. God comes. And now begins to reveal to him. What will happen. After this exile. Has already been done with. And God has restored them. Are we together? Are you understanding what we are talking about? So what is being handled here is not 
the years of exile. What is being handled here is the years after exile. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So we are talking of the rule of the week. And here it is, the prophetic rule here is a, a day of the week represents a year. You can write that. One day of the week represents a year. So we are talking of 70 weeks or 77. So we are talking of 70 times 7. This is 7 days. Which each day represents what? A year. So we are talking of 70 times 7 years. So we are talking of how many years? 400 and what years? 490 years. So, hey, glory be to Jesus. The angel of the Lord has met a man praying in accordance to the prophetic word. Are we together? And because he has met a man seeking the scriptures and praying according to the scriptures, he comes and reveals to this man what will happen in the next 490 years. I pray in this season, in the mighty name of Jesus, out of this congregation, God will begin to reveal to some of you what will begin taking place in the next 100 years. If you didn't receive it, I want what will happen in 200 years. 300 years, 490 years. Joshua, God can give you a blueprint of 490 years. And you can handle it with your hands. That's why Daniel is being called highly esteemed. Highly favored. Because if God will entrust you with, you, to you with 490 calendar years. Yani akupati tu theme ya 2022. Eh, theme of the year 2022. And theme ya miaka 490. You are favored. And this is where accuracy in life begins. That's why prophetic ministry is very important in any church. And in any life. Even if you are not a prophet, be prophetic. Did you hear me? You need to be looking at your children and knowing what will happen to them. Oh, Jesus. And it begins by naming. The fact that you are naming your children after your father, it means you are blind. God help us. You are looking back. You are backtracking. Something is wrong. It shows there is blindness. May God help us. That's why I'm telling you, I'm so loaded for you. <laughs> I'm, these 40 days, now I'm going to talk about the end of the show. Because the baby of Unu and Inzito, Akuna Kukula, how many of us have realized that fasting in these 40 days is usually very easy? Very easy. In a Kuanga, easy sana. You may struggle the whole year, like in me. Kuna Akati, you may struggle, Nataka Kufunga, Wikimoja. I had to run away from Nairobi. To go somewhere in Jifiche, Mali, Sita Patana, and Chakula. Kwa sababu, 
huu unakuanga wakati wetu wa kukutana na Mungu. Na wacha naomba tu Mungu akufungue mawazo, uelewe maandiko vizuri. Hallelujah. So 77 490 years. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to the next verse. So when do these 70 sevens begin? Can we read all of us together want to go? No and understand from the issuing of the decree to do what? To restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one. Now who is the anointed one? Who is the anointed one? Jesus. Are we together? So here we are being told the 77s begin the moment a king will decree that the exiles should return to Jerusalem and begin rebuilding Jerusalem and rebuilding the temple. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, how many of us know who decreed? Who is the king who decreed? Let me see. Who is the king who decreed? Was this decree done? So Daniel is told, you guys are going back. And I will anoint a certain king. And that king will see to it that you rebuild your temple. Who is that king? And where do we find him in the book of Isaiah? Isaiah what? What is his name? Maina, you are a Bible student. Who is this king? Oh, Evans, who is this king? Who is this king? Who is this king? No, 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 no. Who is this king? I uh, take me to Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Mutasoma maandiko. Can we read all of us together one to go? This is what the Lord says to his anointed to Cyrus whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to do what? To strip kings of the armor to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. Continue. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through what? The bars of iron. Let's continue. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Reach it stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord. The God of Israel summons you by name. Continue. For the sake of Jacob my servant of Israel, my chosen, I'll summon you by name. This is talking about King Cyrus. And bestow you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. He does not even know God. Now, mind you, Isaiah is writing this prophecy many years before King Cyrus is born. How we serve a mighty God. The Bible says, who is like unto our God? He speaks the end from the beginning. There is none like him. Let's continue. Quickly, kindly, quickly. So that from the rising of the sun, let's continue. Ah, let's just go down. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, uh, go down. I am the Lord and there is none other apart from me. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me. Continue. So that from the rising of the sun, go down. I will rise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will do what? He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free 
but not for a prize or a reward, says the Lord Almighty. Continue. This is what the Lord says. The products of Egypt, the merchandise of Cush, and all these things. Now, this is a king that will make this declaration. When did he make this declaration? Ezra chapter number 1. Oh, I pray that God will give you a hunger for his word. Ah, can we read it? All of us together want to go. In the first year, the moment he entered. In the first year of now, what we have read in Isaiah is a prophecy that was written before even Cyrus was born. He was seen by the prophets in the spirit. Do you believe you're here for a reason? Do you believe there is something written concerning you? Can you find it in Jesus' name? And can you begin walking in that alignment? In Jesus' mighty name. So can we read this one to go? In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and to put it in writing. What was the proclamation? This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem. Where? In Judah. Mm -hmm. Continue. Any one of his people among you, may his God be with him and let them go to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is where? Who is in Jerusalem and you can read the rest of the story. So, let's go back to Daniel chapter 9. Let's go back to verse number 25. Daniel chapter 9 verse number 25. The declaration has been made by Cyrus. Are we together? Now let's read this all of us together and see now. Now know and understand this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler comes, there will be seven sevens. Now Amen. Hallelujah. So King Cyrus has made a declaration. Until Jesus is manifested to Israel, sorry, um, until the anointed one. Are we together? Jesus. Christ. Note it's talking about the anointed one. The Bible says, unto us, a child is born. And to us, a son is given. Jesus was known as Jesus, son of Joseph, until his baptism. That's when he was known as the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. The anointed one means the Messiah or the Christ, the Christ. So Jesus manifested as the Christ when the Spirit of God came upon him from the waters of baptism. And that is when he was introduced to Israel. That is when he was shown to Israel. So the Bible says, from this time, 
there will be seven sevens. So how many years are those? There will be how many years? Seven sevens. Seven sevens. How many years are those? 49 years. So, the first seven sevens and then there will be 62 sevens. Glory to Jesus. I'm so excited. This is how to preach. How many years are those? Mathematicians. 434 years. So, between the declaration to restore the temple, are we together? And when Jesus is manifested as the anointed one, we have 437 years plus 49 years. Now, what happened in the next 49 years? The first seven sevens. Why has it been divided into two? This is because the first 49 years is when Ezra, Nehemiah, Joshua the high priest, Zerubbabel are doing what? Are rebuilding what? The temple, the trench, you know, the, the Jerusalem, the wall. This is a time they are fighting in troubling times. You remember the horns that scattered Judah and the four craftsmen that have been sent to rebuild Jerusalem? And the way they were facing attacks and a lot of trouble from people who are resisting them from rebuilding, that took 49 years. And that's where we, we have the famous declaration in the book of Zechariah. Here, O Zerubbabel, it's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord, says God. You, Zerubbabel, you shall put the capstone on this temple with shouts of grace, grace to eight. That took 49 years. The rebuilding of the temple of Jerusalem and the consequent rebuilding of the walls and the beginning of the rebuilding of Jerusalem. Took how many? 49 years. That's why it says seven sevens. It's very determined. Are we together? After Jerusalem was rebuilt in much trouble. Can you read that? But in times of what? trouble. There was a lot of trouble, a lot of resistance. You remember Sanballat and Tobias, the ones that were resisting Nehemiah. After that, how many sevens will be there? 62 sevens. Who can tell me what are those 62 sevens? Those 434 years. Who can have a wild guess? What are those years? Good. They are called the silent years. Are we together? The silent what? The silent years. That is what we find when we say from the book of Malachi to the book of what? Matthew. These silent years, why were they called silent years? It is because God was silent. God never spoke. How do we know God never spoke? He never sent any prophet. And the Catholics have some books that were written between those years. Uh, one is Maccabees. The other one is Tobias. 
There is another one, Judith. But what you learn about those books, they are called apocryphal books, is that there is nowhere in those books where there is this phrase, the Lord said. There is nowhere. God was silent for 434 years. Are we together? Or give or take? Praise be to the name of the Lord. Munashikanisha maneno sasa. Tunakaribia. Naomba tu mawazo yenu yafunguke. Kwa sababu, mutashika vitu. Kwa sababu, watu wametafsiri maandiko wakaipeleka kwa siku za usoni, yet these are fulfilled prophecies. Are we together? Okay. So, when was Jesus Christ born? Let's, let me see whether there's somebody who knows the exact year. Approximate exact year. No, those are contradictory statements. When was Jesus Christ born? Oh my. We talk of BC and we talk of AD. What does BC mean? Before Christ. So, what you realize about the year line, this is where we can call 0 AD. How many of us did uh, um, number line? Are we together? You know these are negatives. So, this is how we measure. This is before Christ. This is after Christ. After, after the death of Christ. Are we together? Um, I hope I have said it well. So, we... As we go this way, the years reduce. So we begin with uh, Adam at around 4,000 BC. As we go down. So you see 1,000 BC. As we go down, 500 BC. Until you come to zero. Are we together? Tukopamoja. So when the declarations are being made by Cyrus for people to return is about 500 BC. Are we together? Then we have the 49 years and all that. We go down. And then now we are for, we have the 434 years. Now, when was Jesus born? Jesus was born, and you can go and look up for this. It is approximated the time that Jesus was born because the dates are set there. We are told the Herod had issues, issued a command for a census to be taken. When you read the history of the Romans and the history of the governance of those days, the history of the Jewish nation, that command was issued around 4 BC. Are we together? 4? 4 BC. So Jesus appears around 4 BC. Now remember when the temple has been built, we have 434 years until Jesus Christ is manifested. Now, when did Jesus go to the water? At the age of what? At the age of 30. So, we can say from 4 BC to 30, to Jesus being 30 years, that would be around... Uh, That would be around 20, 26, 26 AD. You are Sabu in Indiana. Jesus is that years. He has been born in 4 BC. So there is 3 BC, 
2 BC, 1 BC, 0 BC, are we together? Then 1, so it's around about 26 AD. Tukosawa. Tunaeleanwa. Tunashika hiyo maneno. This is when Jesus is going to the water. Are we together? So, if we count the time from when the temple was rebuilt, and we count 434 years, it will bring us approximately to 26 AD when Jesus is going to the water. We know Jesus is born around 4 BC, 3 BC. The figures are not accurate. According to approximation, but prophetically, it is accurate. Are we together? So, 434 years. So it does not mean that Jesus is 34. It means Jesus is averagely around 30 years, but he was born at 4, 4 BC. Yo tunashika yo maneno vizuri. Umeelewa? Umeelewa? I'm confused in the numbers. I don't want to confuse you. So, Jesus is here. This is the 434. It has been fulfilled from the rebuilding of the temple to here. Then the anointed one comes. Are we together? He manifests forth. Are we together? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go to the next verse. I hope you get what we are saying. Uh, can we read one to go? After the 62 sevens, these ones, the anointed one will be what? Will be cut off. Now, this is what I want you to understand. When Jesus is being manifested in the waters, it is at the end of the 62 sevens. At the end of the 62 sevens. So, at the end of the 434 years. I want you to understand that. Then, he manifests at the exact beginning now when he is being baptized. At the end, definitely means we are beginning another year. Are we together? He manifests at the beginning of the what? What year the seventh? What year the seventh? Seventieth. Are we together? We have handled seven sevens. We have handled 62 sevens. Now we are where? Already we are at 69. Jesus is manifesting at the end of 69-7. So he is manifesting at the 70th 7. At the beginning of the 70th 7. That's when he is coming out of water. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Being baptized. Anointing, anointed with the Holy Ghost. Mumeshika. Maina umeshika. Aya. Nitaenda pole pole adi ushike. Ili uskawai kuwa confused. Na watu wa Jehovah Witness. Are we together? Ushike mambo vizuri. Angalia. Seven sevens. Are we together? Plus 62. 69. Are we together? So when Jesus is manifesting, he is at the end of the 69th seventh. So at the end of the 69th seventh, what is the next seventh? The 70th seventh. That means he is entering when we are now entering the next season or the last set of sevens, or the last set of, uh, of weeks, or the last uh, 49 years. The last 49 
years. I hope I'm not confusing you. After this, go and just check out. So he appears at the 70th seven, the last week, the last set of seven years. To be more complex, it's called a heptad, a set of seven years. Are we together? So he's appearing at the beginning of the last set of seven years. The first seven sets of the seven years, the temple is rebuilt. The next set of 62 uh, seven years, the, the silent years, until Jesus manifests. The last set of seven years, are we together? Jesus now manifests as the anointed one. Then what happens? He will be cut off and will have nothing. Are we together? That means his own will reject him. What does the Bible say? He came to his own, but his own did what? Rejected him. Look at this. The people of the ruler who will come. Now this is talking about the rulers of that season. The Roman rulers will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Are we together? In this, after this 70th seven, the Roman Empire will begin planning on how to destroy what? Jerusalem. Are we together? And the temple. And then says the end will come like a flood. And that one is fulfilled later here. And we are going to see it. And that is where I'm going to. AD 70. War will continue until the end. And desolations have been decreed. But this is where I want us to go. Let's go to the next verse. He will confirm. He will confirm a covenant. Now talking about the anointed one. He will do what? He will confirm a covenant or he will make a covenant. And this is what we call the new covenant. With many for one seven. For one. So what is one seven? Those are seven years. And when are the seven years beginning? When he is coming out of the water and the spirit is coming upon him. Now let's read the next verse. In the middle of the seven. What is the middle of the seven? How many years are those? Three and a half years. How long was Jesus' ministry on earth? Three years and a half. So in the middle of the seventh, what will happen? He will put an end to what? To sacrifice and offering. Who will be putting an end to sacrifice and offering? The Antichrist? Jesus. How will he be putting an end to sacrifice and offering? By being the sacrifice. Ah. Nyinyi ni wale wasee. Kumbe mnashika sasa. Mnashika sasa. Mmeanza kuelewa hii Daniel. Najua umekuwa mkisoma mnajikuna. Mnasema sasa kutaenda aje. Antichrist anatoka wapi? Huyu ni Yesu. These are already prophecies that are fulfilled. He will do what? He will put an end to what? To sacrifice and offering. Now, let's go back to verse 24. The six things that we talked about. Can we read all of us one together? Seventy-sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to do what? Number one, to finish transgression. So, Jesus is coming to fulfill this prophecy. That's why the Bible says in the fullness of time, he was manifested. So, 
How were the Jews finishing the transgression? They were finishing the transgression by doing the worst thing they ever did. Which was what? Crucifying Jesus. Yani kuleta dhambizao katika kipimo cha juu kabisa. Ili ghadhabu ya Mungu imwagike, kikombe chao kifurike. Na jambo la mwisho ambalo hawa Wayahudi walifanya ni kumsulubu Yesu. So that word finished transgression means to bring their transgression to the fullness. Are we together? Can we read Matthew chapter 23 verse 32? Oh, hallelujah. I am happy you have now understood. Hallelujah. Can we read it? What Jesus is telling them? And this one he is telling them at the middle when he is almost going to the cross. What is he telling them? Want to go read? He is telling the Pharisees. Are we together? These are the woes of the Pharisees. What does he tell them? Fill up then the measure of sin of your forefathers. Continue. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? He is telling them, finish up what your forefathers began. The way they persecuted the prophets. Zechariah. Can you go up there? Verse number 30. You see what they are being told. Verse number 30. And you say we have lived in the days of our forefathers. We will not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Continue. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Then what does it say down there? Fill up then the measure of your forefathers. Are we together? Can you go to First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 15 to 16? You see how the Jews finished their transgressions. Or they filled up their transgressions. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 15 to verse number 16. Can we read when Paul is talking about them? These Jews want to go. Who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets. And also drove us out. They displeased God. And are hostile to all men. Continue. In their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles. So that we may be saved. In this way. They always heap up their sins. To the limit, the wrath of God has come upon them at last. That means after this 70th seven, the wrath of God begins to be poured out upon Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem. Because they have piled up their sins. And wameleta katika hali aju, wakati and what did they say? Let this man's blood be upon us and upon our children. They said crucify him. Crucify him. They mocked him. Number two. In Daniel chapter two, chapter 9 verse 24. To make an end of sin. We know that is what Jesus did on the cross. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26. You can read that. Jesus came to make an end of sin. I cannot belabor that even the more. Number three. Okay, we can read. Then Christ would have had to suffer many times since in the creation. But now he has appeared once and for all at the end of the ages. So when did the end of the ages begin? Let me open a Pandora's box. We'll deal with it later. When did the end of the angels begin? When Jesus came. 
Aya, sawa. I don't want to open up. That one will be major for you to swallow. Keep it at that. Number three, make atonement. And you can read that from, atonement means reconcile back to God. You can read that from Romans chapter 5, 8 to 9 and Colossians 1 to 20. Now, all the above took place in the middle of the 70th heptad. 70th in the middle of the 70th seven or heptad. The last set of sevens. Can you read Mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 15? Verse 14, Mark chapter 1, verse 14. After John was, no. Mark 1, verse 14. Is that verse 14? After John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. Uh -huh. Good. The time has come. So his time had come. That time to accomplish those six things that we are talking about had already come. I don't want to deliver on that. Number four, to establish righteousness. We all know that when the kingdom of Christ came after his death, resurrection and ascension, what is the main character of the kingdom of God? Righteousness. So he began establishing his kingdom in righteousness. Number five, what we see in Daniel chapter 9 verse 24. To seal up the vision and prophecy. Go back to Daniel chapter 9. What is the fifth thing? To seal up vision and what? And prophecy. This meant that after Christ had died and the Jews had raised an offense against Jesus, God stopped or stopped completely the practice of Judaism. The Jews no longer had prophets. There was no revelation in whatever they were doing in the temple. Are we together? And then they became blind and they could not hear they revolted against the disciples. What does that mean? God prepared them for his wrath. They never understood. The Pharisees persecuted the apostles. They never received Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And then they, there was no Jewish prophet who rose again. In actual sense, things began to shift. And the activities of God began to shift from the temple now to the church. Are we together? So the vision of Judaism was shut. Are we together? The prophetic action in Judaism was shut. God was no longer speaking through prophets of the Jews. God was no longer speaking through the high priests. God was no longer speaking through the Pharisees. They were seeing nothing. They were understanding nothing. Now this, 
the 12 fishermen, the 12 disciples, among them fishermen, the apostles, were the ones who were the present truth. They are the ones who are moving the nations. God's hand was upon them after Jesus had died and even to the fulfillment of that 70th week and going forward. The things had shifted now from the Judah system, from the Jewish system, from the temple system. Glory be to the name of the Lord. That's why now the only work the Pharisees were doing is to pursue the Christians, the likes of Paul. They had no other work. I have to finish this and I'm almost there. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And from there on, Jerusalem ikaanza kutayarishwa kwa ghadhabu ya mungu. And now that's where now I will introduce the aspect of new heavens and new earth. Now, since the death of Christ in AD 33, all of you know that Jesus died around AD 33. We all of us know that. Since the death of Christ around AD 30, AD 33, AD 33. There was a whole generation of 40 years. Then Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70. The temple was destroyed. The temple that Ezra was sent to go and build now in AD 70. Are we together? Because God was doing away with the Jewish system and now introducing the church as his people. Now that's what we see in, in uh, Isaiah 65. Come on Monday, come on Tuesday. I am I'm loaded for you. You'll be walking knowing what you are and whose you are and where you are in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. So, what are we seeing here? I hope I'm not going ahead of myself. We are seeing the Jews being struck with blindness. And this we see it throughout the scripture. It is prophesied. It is also spoken in the book of Romans. They have been released. God released unto them what we are calling a spirit of what? Stupor. Seeing, they are not seeing. Hearing, they are not hearing. Why? Their sins had been piled up to the fullest. Are we together? Though some were able to hear, many are they that resisted. Though some were able to hear, many are they that resisted Jesus Christ. That's why the multitude said, crucify, crucify, crucify. But there were some who had, and even after that, the apostles were vehemently preaching to the Jews, trying to convert them. But they were being resisted everywhere by the Jews. Why? They had been blinded. Because of their sin, the fullness of their sin, awaiting, they were being gathered for the wrath of God. That was to be revealed in AD 70. And that is what many people who do not understand the Bible. Start talking about the great tribulation. We are waiting for a great tribulation. That great tribulation already happened. And actually Jesus said it will never happen again. Okay, we will be reading those things. Are we, are we together? And the marks of 666. You still are waiting for 666. Are we together? Let's see some of these things. That's why we don't need... We, I, and my prayer is that God will make us not to be blind to the prophetic word. 
like these Jews. We might be blind here, walking blindly, being piled up for the wrath of God. But may we be like the apostles and the Christians who converted during the 70th week. So that we might be positioned rightly. Because all those that believed in Jesus, when Jerusalem was being destroyed after 40 years, they were saved. All of them were saved. None of them died. The believers, the Christians escaped. The Jews and the Pharisees were left protecting the temple. And we'll be reading about that. Isaiah 6, chapter 9 to 12. We can read this one. We can read this one. Can you read all of us together? He said, go and tell these people, be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. Continue. Make the heart of these people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their ears. Hear with their ears. Understand with their hearts. And turn and be healed. So it is like God was actually saying, make them very bright. Seal up the prophecy. Let them not see it. That's why Jesus came to Jerusalem and wept. And wept, sorry. And said, oh Jerusalem, if you only knew the visitation of the Lord. And that's why he cried because he saw the destruction of Jerusalem. The judgment coming upon Jerusalem. He cried for them. But it is like they were not seeing their heart had become calloused. Isaiah 29 verse 9. Isaiah 29 verse 9. I'm telling you, you are privileged to be hearing these things. You are privileged. Your life will shift. You will never treat the prophetic word with contempt. You will understand what is the duty of God for your life right now. Going forward. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I have spent time manufacturing this understanding in the presence of the Lord. May you receive it in Jesus' name. What is happening? The devil is a liar. We will have to read. Isaiah 29 verse 9. Isaiah 29, verse 9 to 11. Can we read all of us together? One to go? Be stunned and amazed. Blind yourselves and be sightless. Be drunk, but not from wine. Stagger, but not from beer. The Lord has brought over you a deep sleep. He has sealed your eyes, the prophets. He has covered your heads, the seers. Look at this, verse number 11. For you, this whole vision is nothing but words, sealed in a scroll. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I can't. It is sealed. Or if you give the scroll to someone who cannot read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I do not know how to read. That's why Jesus comes and tells them, if you knew God, you would have known me. If you knew the scriptures you, have, you are reading, you would have known me. Because the scriptures talk about me. But they could not understand Jesus. They were blind. It was sealed. That's why they were killing the Pharisees and getting hold of them. 
But blessed be God who revealed himself to, to Paul. What happened? When Paul received the revelation of Christ, the Bible says when Ananias came to him, that which was like scales, what happened? Fell from his eyes. May every scale in our eyes that may cause us not to discern what the Lord is saying in our present day, let it fall in Jesus' mighty name. May we not be like these ignorant Pharisees and Jews who died when the Savior had already come. And even after a whole generation of preaching, they still did not get it. May we not resist the move of God in our generation. My work here is to bring to you this light. Sai, what is the word? What is the name? What is the name of this man? Stevie. Try to show them that this is Jesus we are talking about. They stoned him. They killed him. Glory be to the name of the Lord. James tried. They rejoiced when he was beheaded. Paul tried. They were chasing him from one synagogue to another. Begging for his blood because they were blind. Sometimes our zeal may be out of blindness. And when the prophetic word is released, our zeal is channeled to the right thing. Paul was zealous in the wrong thing. But God opened his eyes. That's why we are praying, God, open our eyes. The last one is number six. The Bible says, and anointing the most holy place. Now, this anointing of the most holy place was the establishment of the church, the birth of the church, because now Jesus became the temple. Glory be to the name of the Lord. The anointing of Jesus became the temple and his body became the temple. And this is what happened in Acts chapter number 2. Glory be to the name of the Lord. When the church received the Holy Spirit, the temple shifted from the Jerusalem temple. Anointing of the most holy place. You and I are the church of God. The believers then, the anointing of the most holy place. And there are all verses to show that. Probably I can give you one. And you can go and read it on your own time. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. And Second Corinthians 6.16. stand up on our feet. So how many of us can be able to describe 77s to somebody? How many of us know that 77s is not in the future? It is already fulfilled prophecy. And we begin from there on Monday. Hallelujah. What do we draw from this? What do we learn? Because there's a lot to learn from fulfilled prophecy. Don't we quote Isaiah 53? By his stripes we are healed. When Isaiah was writing that, it was a prophecy. But for us, we quote it as a what? Fulfilled prophecy. There is a lot to benefit from fulfilled prophecy. One thing we learn is that we ought not to be blind to God's word concerning our time. We ought to take it with a lot of reverence. Number two thing we learn 
is that Christ has abolished the Levitical system, the Judaism system, and now God on earth is only operating through his church. And you and I are his church. We are the Israel of God according to the scripture. That is what we begin to learn. We also learn that iniquity was ended. Sin was ended. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What else have we learned from those six things? Are we together? You know, the, we, the most holy place, which is you and I, has been anointed. The church of Christ. The body of Christ. The most holy one who is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That begins a lot in your spirit. Just lift up your hands. We have studied a lot about the prophetic. May the Lord begin open, opening your eyes. May the Lord begin opening your eyes. Tell the Lord, open my eyes. 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 Ask the Lord to remove the spirit of stupor. The spirit of slumber. That seeing you may see. And hearing you may begin to hear. You may begin to understand the voice of God for the now. Tell the Lord to lead you to scriptures and verses that speak concerning you in this generation. To open up your revelation. To open up your understanding. To begin to broaden your vision and your understanding of him. That you may walk circumspectly knowing the will of God and understanding the patterns of God. When Daniel begin to, began to seek the Lord, Concerning what he understood from the prophecies of Jeremiah, the Lord revealed to him what was to take place in the coming 490 years. Begin asking the Lord to reveal to you what will happen in the next years to come, in the next 100 years, in the next 200 years, in the next 300 years, in the next 400 years. Ask the Lord to begin revealing to you the destiny of your family. The destiny of your calling. The destiny of this church. God, begin opening our eyes. We refuse to be short-sighted. We desire to be long-sighted. We desire to see from afar. The Bible says a wise man sees from afar. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. May you receive the favor of God. May you be highly esteemed. To receive the mysteries of God. In this generation. In the mighty name of Jesus. And whatever Jesus accrued. To establish righteousness. To make an end of transgression. To atone for our sins. Whatever Jesus has accrued for us. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We are atoned for. We are atoned for. We are atoned for. Oh yes, righteousness. Righteousness is established in our generation. Yes, we declare righteousness is established. And Christ rules. And Christ reigns. Oh, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. And we give you the honor. And we give you the highest praise. In Jesus mighty name. Do we pray and do we believe. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. 
May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from his church. May he remember all your sacrifices. May he accept all your money offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout over your joy. We shout for joy over your victory and we'll lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. May the King of glory bless you today and forevermore. Bless your giving, bless your family, bless your life. Open your spirit, open your mind, and open your heart. May you understand the things of God. I pray for security and a covering over your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit